If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? Good, Connor. Well done on pronouncing the intro this week. Uh, No problem. I will confess, I just kind of had my head down working away this week. I don't, yeah. I don't know any movie news. So yeah. I'm like the listeners in this scenario. I'm going to hear all the movie news idiots. from a reliable source. No. <laughs> a dumb idiot. No. Connor, we've talked about this. You're saying the off-mic thing's on, Mike. Oh, no! <laughs> Does the red button mean on? Yeah, the on-air sign? Yeah, it means on. <laughs> We put that there specifically so you would know, <laughs> So you would stop slagging off the listeners. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, I think you're all, I think you're all grand. <laughs> yeah, especially you listening right now. If, if you're listening to this going, ah, yeah, but like, does he really mean it? I mean it for you. Just specifically for you. Sean Not is for anyone really else. vicious. I'm, guys, I'm the lovable one here. I'm the lovable guy who just meanders through the podcast, not caring too much about what's said or what happens. That's fucking true. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the hard-working one, Sean, this is like the weirdest boy band of all time. <laughs> Who's the meandering one? <laughs> Which one is most like a lake? <laughs> so, Sean, uh, before we get into this week's uh, movie news, I will say, whatever pod, uh, platform you're listening to this on, if you could give us a like um, or a thumbs up or whatever five-star thing is there, please just think about it. It really helps us out. Um, yeah, yeah. Spreads it, the podcast around, gets us in front of more ears. Um, and, yeah, uh, just sorry, just very quickly, on Star Systems, uh, one of the takeaway services in Ireland... Has a six-star rating system? Madness. What's Makes no sense. Why, why would you do it? Like, just just put Because now someone gets five stars, and it looks like they've done terrible. But <laughs> that's technically four stars. It's very confused. 
<laughs> it's like the Marvel one to seven rating system all over again. That makes perfect sense, though. No one ever has a fault with that. Why go to ten or five? Let's go to seven. Let's go to seven. Um, Split so, the difference. So, Sean, we are starting off Movie Mondays this week with um, news that I feel like is just done for me, but it's about Nightwing. Um, oh. And for long-time listeners of the show, they will know that, of course, Nightwing is my favourite character in comic books. Um, I'm just a big old nerd for him. But, Sean, what has been rumoured for probably, I don't know, like five or six years now, is every time there's a Batman movie, there's like, there's a Nightwing been cast. There's a Nightwing been this. There's a Nightwing, and He's everyone's definitely like, in it. He's definitely in it. Um, now, what I will say is I think this time, with the new Batgirl film it might actually have some substance because it would make sense if you have a background uh, film that's on HBO Max that Nightwing pops up there before anything else. Um, yeah, and that's like the introduction to him. Yeah, and now obviously it probably wouldn't make much sense with Pattinson as Batman because when what age is Nightwing then? Are they like the same age? Are they that's just like best friends? Because Pattinson's like 25 in the film or something like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. It's year two of Batman, so yeah, probably around twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, but um, but you could even be younger. But I don't think Nightwing works in that role. But what we do have is we have a report, Sean, of what who has been offered the Nightwing role in Leslie Grace's upcoming Batgirl film. Can I guess? Can I guess before anything is announced to me? Go for it. Is it Joseph Gordon Levitt from? <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Have you read... Did you read my news before before we did this? That is so did, weird. Am I right? Yeah, no, it was offered to him at 45. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, right, okay. God, you really... God, you, you did Joseph Gordon-Levitt levels of acting right there, Connor. I'm an actor, Sean. I'm an actor's actor. You but, should go by but, your real name, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into the acting business. What's your name? My name is Al Pacino. <laughs> so, um, anyone remembers, you should use your real name. Robin, still one of the dumbest lines ever. I would say in any film, not just in comic a- book films. There's, see, there's been some. That, it's definitely the dumbest comic book film line. There's some dumb mm-hmm. lines in other movies, though. Like, so. it's a, Robin's real name isn't even Robin. So why no. would he have to use his real name? Of, no, we're not going to get into it. The movie came out in 2012. Um, <laughs> Sean, what happened this week was the news that came out was that the Nightwing role was actually offered to, I could probably say, the most Irish-named actor who's American. I think he's American anyway. It might be Canadian. Uh, Dylan O'Brien from Maze Runner fame has been oh. offered, was offered the Nightwing role. Um, okay. So, I haven't seen him since Maze Runner, but I, mean, I don't know what he's up to nowadays. And you know I'm a big fan of the Maze Runner series. You love it. You love Maze Runner. Uh, the I, books I love that and the film. stuff. Makes no sense. Movie's just absolute bonkers, insane stuff. But you spend every scene like, this is the worst scene, but also the best scene. I'm on the edge of my <laughs> seat for what terrible thing is going to happen next. Okay, and like he actually, like looking at him there, he does, he would make a good Nightwing. He looks friendly, but also serious. Oh, very good. Well, they, here's the thing. Um, so, as I said, Dylan O'Brien has been basically approached by DC for the role of Nightwing. That is, that we know that for sure. What we don't know is if he accepted or declined the role. So, right. the news is that they came to him and were like, do you want to be Nightwing? And we don't know if he said yeah, yeah or nay to this suggestion. He um, said, who's Nightwing? Okay. He said, my real name is Robin. <laughs> Who are you talking to? My real name is Dylan Skywalker. <laughs> Am I grandson's for Palpatine? Am I? Is that, is that how it's going to work? Um, one of those things happening? I don't know. I mean, look, for me... I feel like no matter who they cast, I'm going to be like a bit wary of it. With Dildo Bride, I think he's probably... I think he's a very good actor. Um, I weirdly just don't really see him as Nightwing, but I'm, that might just be me, personally. That I know, I but I get... It. Yeah, you're kind of attached to this character, and mm. you have this image of them in your head that you probably can't even nail down to one particular person. No, there's person. no actor. Yeah. 
So you need you just need it like shoved in front of you, and you'll either like it or you'll hate it, which is a terrible yeah. thing when you like a character that much. But you, you you need someone to embody that character in their way. Oh, but I'm just I'm I don't want to come out and say like I'm expecting high things. I just assume it's going to be bad that whoever they cast is going to be wrong. And oh, it's probably good, not, it's not going to be charming. It's not going to be nice. Like, he's going to be like Ezra Miller in a flash in Joss Whedon's <laughs> Justice League. That, That's oh, my assumption. Yeah. Um, it's going to be quips. Um, but for me, Dylan O'Brien, I, I suppose he probably does have comedic chops. I don't know if he has the comedic level needed for Nightwing. Because Nightwing's a weird one. Because... You're comedic, but at the same time, you're, like, completely trusted that, oh, he knows what he's doing, but he's just taking the pit. It's like Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Like, you need the Tom Holland charm, but when the fight scene starts, that... He needs to be capable enough. No, he has this, yeah. So, like, even for Spider-Man, like, we've seen three different versions. You've... There's three different Spider-Men in cinema, and it took the third... Tom Holland was kind of like the amalgamation of everything they wanted in one person, it's hard to get that. It is. And Nightwing, like, generally, like, it's not, like, Tony Stark-style quips. It's more, like, dry kind of reactionary humour in that sense. So he needs to be written well, and the characters he's talking to need to be written well also. Which is interesting because, look, at this point, all we know is that Nightwing... Well, we don't actually even know that, but from every assumption that we have with reports is that Nightwing will be appearing in the Batgirl film. So, I mean, he could just be taking a backseat role, um, or a batseat role, if you will. Um, (laughs) um, Because obviously it's Batgirl's film, Barbara Gordon's going to be uh, driving the story with Leslie Grace... Um, now he could just be there as a like popping up. You have this inbuilt world where they already know each other. They grew up together. It's just never explained unless they want yeah. to do a whole origin story. Let's see everybody's parents die. What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, if if we can see, it's been a while since we had a trapeze act fail on cinema. You know, so Chris that's going to be was good. the only one. <laughs> he was the only one. And what if oh, they bring back a de-aged Chris O'Donnell? That's another American man with an Irish name, actually. <laughs> can, I, can I just throw something to you? We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. as, um, I want him to be Batman. And then I want okay. a DH Chris O'Donnell as Robin. As like Teen Boy Wonder? I'm, I'm taking Teen Boy Wonder, yeah. Well, he still has the height of like grown man Chris O'Donnell. Because you well, can't Chris O'Donnell height. Even, even Dead was about 29. Um, and I think he was he was adopted by Bruce Wayne in that movie. That yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> okay, halfway through the movie, Alicia Silverstone comes in. <laughs> and she just takes walks over. into Leslie Grace. It's like, give me the fucking suit back. <laughs> this is my movie now. <laughs> it just takes control, and then like all the while, the CGI Alfred is just like watching in the background, laughing. We're just remaking Batman and Robin, I think, is what I think it might be terrible, but I think we could make it good. um, What could also happen here is that with Dylan O'Brien, I mean, I'm assuming he'll appear in the Batgirl movie and then they're hoping to strike out and have him star in his own film, which would make sense. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was just, like, in the post-credits, like, they meet up on a rooftop or something and be like, oh, you need some help? That kind of thing. I have. I only have one rule, and that is: mm. don't use the red suit of Nightwing. Uh, it has to be blue. Blue suit. So blue Nightwing suit. It well the blue the blue symbol at the front. That's that's all I ask. So okay, I'm because gonna, I, I'm going to look up Red Nightwing because well I'm, Red I'm Nightwing a, looks cool. It's the new Fifty Two cool. version. It's after he came out of Spiral. It's a whole thing. But I the blue one is the classic look. You can't go... Maybe not like the 80s Teen Titans Nightwing suit with the tassels, but like sleek black well, suit. Uh, what if they just went like... just? What if he's just wearing like a Batman suit, though? Would that be an issue to you? <laughs> well, Nightwing has been Batman, so... I mean, I actually, bring Nightwing in, immediately make him Batman, then bring in Damian Wayne, immediately make him Robin... Then and now you've got a, a good series. And movie. <laughs> then Batman and Robin go off. Let Grant Morrison rewrite this again. 
and just let them go off into a live action version. I mean, it could work, you know. Because then, just say Bruce Wayne is dead, and that's why he's not in the mm. DCEU anymore. Now, you know there what? you go. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I never considered that, but fuck me, is that logical? Because they can't do ba- Pattinson. So, no. if they're doing the DCEU version, they'd have to probably say Batman's dead, or Affleck is dead, and... Then this is like Dick Grayson taking over, but it'd be so weird because like you don't have the years of like him growing up into the Nightwing role. It's just like yeah, Nightwing, he's now Batman. <laughs> you don't see like the passing of the mantle for like Captain yeah. America. You don't get that moment at all. It's just like here's your new Batman. He's also Nightwing, but not anymore. <laughs> Shut up! Don't complain. And here's um, Batman's son, but the previous Batman who died off screen. Yeah. He's now Robin, but Nightwing used to also be Robin, but a different Robin. Do Got you it. Talia, do you remember Talia Ghul from Nolan's film? Was that Talia yeah. or Nisa? Which one was that? Was that? Talia. that was Talia. Was that Talia, I'm Talia pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was in canon, but it's not in canon. But basically, he had a child with her. Don't even ask yeah. any questions. It's that story, but not the universe. It's this universe. But Keaton's also here, <laughs> but he's not the Batman who died. But he... Oh, lads. <laughs> do you know what's funny? It's we're taking the piss, but these questions, these conversations have happened in D- at Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. And every, and every time it comes up, someone's like, we'll just fix it in Flashpoint. Lads, yeah. what are we giving out about? Lads, we have a reset out. switch built in. It's fine. We can't go wrong. Everyone said we can't go wrong with Batman and Superman against each other. We didn't go wrong then. And then we definitely didn't go wrong with Joss Whedon. Yeah, nothing went wrong with that <laughs> man's at all. Uh, like I just, oh, I just feel like, and this is terrible to say because I really want these movies to be good, but I feel like they're going to bottle it like right at the end. Yeah, no, I'm. I don't have. I love Batgirl and Nightwing as characters. I just don't feel like these movies are going to do them justice, and that'll annoy me more because it's the first time we see them in a movie. And yeah. it'll be like half arsed and like It's gonna leave a bad taste decent. in everyone's mouth. Like it'll be alright. I don't think it'll be bad. I just think it'll be okay, that was grand. And then everyone'll move on with their lives, which is probably more annoying for me. Um so I mean Sean, I feel like we have to move on because I could talk about I could talk about Nightwing. Let's go into his whole history. That's everyone's the whole hero or zero on him. We did a whole hero zero. It's it's a long go now. When was that like episode fifty? Two? I think it was episode 50. It was like a a celebration kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And it involves one of the coolest people probably on the planet. Here Jason, I am. Oh. <laughs> Jason Momoa. <laughs> of course. Jason Momoa. Of course I you knew you meant Jason Momoa. You told me last week you could beat Jason Momoa in a fight. Is that correct? Uh, when I said fight, mm. I meant like... Uh, cool guy Fist contest fight. and when I said beat I mean lose to hmm? <laughs> any questions any questions uh, your so, honour <laughs> Jason Momoa has officially confirmed what movie he's going to be appearing in probably next year or the year after Sean and it's a movie I know you're gonna you're looking forward to just when we thought these movies had peaked that they had cast every cool person in Hollywood there's two the options next, it could be Go on. It's either Knives Out or Fast and Furious. Jason Momoa has officially confirmed for the next Fast and the Furious movie. That is Fast 10. Jason Momoa's in. He's coming in, Sean. Why do we cover so much Fast and Furious news? All the time. Because they have everyone. Everyone in Hollywood is in them. Except The Rock, apparently. (laughs) Look, Look, I feel what happened here is The Rock dropped out. And he was like, yeah. no, I'm definitely not coming back. And they shat themselves. They're like, who's the second coolest person in Hollywood who's also six foot five? <laughs> Do you think they just, they already bought the suit and they just need someone else to fit in it? <laughs> Nobody else that can fit. They're like, oh, fuck, we can get Batista, but he's probably a bit wide. Who's, yeah. who's six five that we could get? Who's six five and just, and also, the suit needs to be flexible to withstand all yeah. of the outstretched arms and charmingness that happens. So, so Jason Momoa is officially locked in for F10. Um, now, it's probably said that he could be the villain, but I'm assuming what'll happen is he'll be the villain. But then, Sean, he might 
and this is going off every other fast movie that has ever happened, turn into one of the good guys when an even bigger villain pops up. It's true, he could be welcomed into La Familia. Uh, yeah, like, or he's like the villain who doesn't want to be a villain. He's trapped by circumstance, but through the magic of driving, he realises he can be his own man. You do realise that you've just described John Cena's character arc in the last Fast and Furious movie. Oh dear. Oh dear. Have I now? Well, this is, this <laughs> is disappointing. Cena's now in La Familia. So, I think they're all they good. had... I, the, well, no, well, they're not all... Look, he tried to kill a few of them. He tried to murder them a few times. But then, he showed guts. And he, sh- he showed... He, he saved people. And Vin said, you're now part of La Familia. And he gave him a corona and everything was cool in the end. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be that same thing but with Jason Momoa, I'm assuming. Yeah, but that was also the same thing that happened to The Rock. And that's also right. the same thing that happened to Jason Statham. Um, I think Charlize Theron is the main villain. But every male actor they hire who's cool has to join La Familia. <laughs> I mean, it's to sell tickets, surely, because if they beat the villain and he's just, like, in prison, you can't. Hmm. You, what if 10 is, like, the, the law finally catches up with them for stealing all of those CD players <laughs> in Fast 1? <laughs> it starts with Vinny's being dragged out of his house in handcuffs. Like, <laughs> they were fucking record players. <laughs> it was, Come like, on. 15 years ago. What are you doing? Surely I can't be convicted of this. <laughs> It's a statue of limitations. When does that run out? It was 2001, wasn't it? (laughs) Not that I did it. Not that I'm emitting guilt. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like these movies are now just scrambling to... I mean, look, Jason Statham killed Han and then he was invited into La Familia. So at that point, everyone's in. That's true. But Han came back as well, so that's... As much of a muchness, yeah, well, really. We, we've all come back from the date. Um, Sean, can this cast get any cooler? Who? So you have Momoa, you have Cena, you have Vinny, um, you have Ludacris, of course. You have Charlie's mm. Tehran, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Tyrese Gibson. I mean, poor boys. I, wa- I want someone we... completely out of place. Like, uh, like Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Rowan Atkinson <laughs> is good, actually. Uh, <laughs> Timothy or... Chalamet. Yeah, like, just this really, like, uh, you know, actor guy. And he's just, he goes full hog into it. Uh, yeah, like, he, he's, like, trying to, the most dramatic scenes of all time. Like, he's he's trying to reenact the scene in Dune with the box. And they're yes. just constantly, like, quipping. Yeah, he's, like, he's doing his warm-ups and shit beforehand. And they're just cracking Coronas. I would also accept, and this is a man a lot of people might not know. But uh, do you know Mike Wozniak? Oh, yeah, from Taskmaster. Yeah, I want him in La Familia. <laughs> with his just, big moustache. With his big moustache. This man would be just so out of place. It'd be amazing. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? <laughs> we going What's the plan now, fellas? <laughs> fellas. <laughs> well, brethren, as we all say, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um... So, yeah, Momoa's in. Um, it might be funny that if there's a scene where Cena's in it and then Momoa stands beside him and you realise, like, Momoa's taller than Cena. I think there's probably... I think Cena's, like, 6'3". Like, Momoa's, like, 6'6". Six, six, so. There's a couple of inches in it, yeah. I should have, have both of them stand beside Vin Diesel, who I'm assuming wears heels. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's that tall. I don't think he is, but I think, like... I mean, look, it doesn't matter in Hollywood. Like, you can just get someone standing on a box for most of their scenes. Yeah. Like, because Robert Downey Jr. isn't that tall. Timothy Cruz no. isn't that tall. You know? No. Um, ways around these things, Connor. You're saying we should have a scene where Vin Diesel's six inches taller than Jason Momoa. <laughs> I want him towering over the rest of the cast. <laughs> like, like the Megatron in Power Rangers. Like, everyone is so small and he's just massive. Yeah, and he's just like he's like his head is cut off in more shots because the mm. camera physically can't go that high anymore. But you're just like fuck. He, he loves cars though. Like he oh, can't he fit into cars. them, but he just loves them. He just rum rums with it. He holds them in his hand. He stands on top and he just skates on them. Yeah, 
<laughs> so we're moving on to our next piece of news um, and this is something that I've thrown in specifically for you because it popped up this week and that is Ryan Hurst has been back in the news uh, in regards to the MCU and this oh. is Ryan Hurst who is in Sons of Anarchy and The Walking Dead Yeah, and he expressed his interest in playing one specific Marvel character that we hey, have yeah, discussed did. on the show um, and over the next, over the last few months, campaigns, Sean, yes. campaigns have been growing. Um, Give me the campaigns. <laughs> um, all these online petitions. People are signing. People are complaining, sharing, liking. What I'm talking about, of course, is the Sentry, who is a Marvel character that Sean did a Hero Zero on. Sean, can you explain to anyone who didn't hear that episode who the Sentry is? So the Sentry is... He, he he was conceived as a superhero from the Silver Age of comics who everyone forgot. Um, that they just had no memory of the Sentry, despite him having popped up in adventures with other characters before, is how they explained it. They had this whole weird marketing campaign where, in the real world, they tried to convince everyone that they found this lost superhero. Um, so he has basically all the powers of Superman, but there is, anytime he transforms into the Sentry, there's an evil version of himself that also has all of the same powers of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so he is a very, very powerful character whose whole shtick is people not remembering him and just being introduced into the world. And the best thing about the Sentry is you could bring him in for a movie and then make everyone forget who he was. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like, Wouldn't it be great to just see... Like, they re-edit the MCU, and he's just in the background of some shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, Reinhardt has come out again lately in the last week and said that he would be very interested in playing the Sentry. Um, and then there have been a few campaigns set up in the last few days, basically trying to get Marvel. Very similar to John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. They are very much on the train of the Sentry joining the MCU. Now... It could be a case that it might be a bit of a mindfuck and way too complicated to try and introduce this character like 30 movies in. Yeah. Why was he not around? Um, but also it's inbuilt in the comic books why he wasn't around. Yeah, so there is precedence for it. And, and it, it, it's, it's a very popular story and people like it for that reason. Um, I don't think they would be able to do the same marketing campaign as they did in the early 2000s. Where people like legitimately believe, like, oh, Stan Lee created the superhero in the sixties. I don't think that's going to happen, but I feel if even just a little tease of the century, but it, it would be nice for fans and people who don't know what it's about will figure it out eventually. Um, the only issue I see with it is, um, and just I'm going to say. Spoilers for all Marvel things for the next 15 seconds. Uh, so if you if there's any Marvel things you haven't seen and you you care, uh, stop listening for 15 I'm seconds. Hoping to watch to- uh, I'm hoping to watch Iron Man now next week. So oh, very really good. Forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting it now. Uh, starting now. Uh, so it'll be kind of fucked uh, after Spider-Man to reveal that, oh, we can just make people remember him. Uh, that would be a difficult thing to process. Yes. That is actually very interesting, yeah. Because you'd ha- it'd have to be the case of like, oh yeah, we could just bring memories back and just yeah. delete them. It's it's really easy. It's it's a really simple thing to do. Um, spoiler warning over. Uh, but I think the the issue of um, having this character just pop up out of nowhere, being as powerful like he's as powerful as like Icarus from the Eternals. He's as powerful like, as Superman and Thor combined. Pretty much, eh? Yeah. But I think he has the power of 10 billion exploding suns, is something like something like that. <laughs> uh, Which we've discussed that uh, they got to 9 billion and they were like, still can't open that jar still, of pickles. <laughs> still, he we needs just need another billion. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, and Ryan Hurst also looks really good for that role as like a tired old man who used to be a superhero. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to bring that up to you that this campaign has already started to get him into the MCU I do want to probably let the fans know that I don't know if it'll happen but I mean it'd be a bold call to put him in 
It really would be. Like maybe he'll pop up in some, you know, project where they go to another universe Doctor or something Strange. like that. Yeah. Doc, maybe Doctor Strange. Maybe Secret Invasion. You know, you could have all kinds of people Ooh, show up in that. That's good. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to have to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this involves a man that we've already discussed this week. That is The Rock. Because The Rock has come out. And I thought this might really interest you. Because I know there's one thing you love. And that mm-hmm. is video and game movies. Oh, um, I did see this news. Yes. Now, The Rock has been, I mean, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a salesman. He's a promoter, he's a promoter of many things. He's always in movies. San Andreas 7, Skyscraper, um, what's the, rest. the name of the one? The Rest, Rampage. <laughs> he's always doing things in a jungle. But Sean, The Rock has come out this week and he has kind of given us a bit of a, a bit of a, an insight because he says they are working on a video game movie at the minute. He said, one of the biggest video games ever, they will be turning into a movie with The Rock playing the lead character in it. Um, Now, he didn't say say which video game it would be, because, of course, that would give the fun away, because he gets to go, one of the biggest movies or video games of all time were turned into... So, the question I have for you, Sean, The Rock is working on a video game movie that hasn't been done already. Where do we cast them? Who do we cast them as? What's the story here? Okay, hear me out here. Go Kingdom Hearts. He Mickey plays Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh, no, probably not that one. I don't know because, like, with The Rock, it's it's weird because he's he's a nice man. He's a good actor and he's charismatic and he sells tickets, but he's not going to do like fuck like fucking like Heavy Rain or and you know like any of those kind of games. I think it could be like a Halo movie and he's like in the power armor kind of thing. But he's already, and this is for people with long memories, he's already done Doom and it was really terrible. It was awful. Um, and That's so true. maybe he wants to stay away from the, you know, the, the guns. The shooter. The, 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 the first person shooters aren't for him anymore. Maybe he's yeah. aiming somewhere else. What if someone said God of War? Ooh, not bad. Could be pretty good. God of War has been in the news recently because it was re-released on PC. But, it, like, that's kind of... St- this is the... Ah, oh, here's the thing as well. Like, God of War is the best story I've ever f- experienced in a video game. And it's also... Mm. It's one camera angle the whole time. It's one long shot. You never break. So, I don't want that changed and put on into a, a movie, you know? Um, not to, not to sound like a bit of a nerd here, but sometimes the video game story is like a whole thing that is yeah. like that's real good, like a good book. You're like that's real good. Maybe if we just left it, and we don't have to turn it into a movie because it's already kind of a movie these days with like how the video games run and the cutscenes and the graphics are so good. It's basically yeah. a movie as it is that you're playing. It's a different way of telling a story, and the games are designed because. This is the best way to tell this story when you have the agency over it. So maybe if you had like a situation where you're just dropping him into the world, you know, like it's not specifically like this is the story of Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. It's like, here's an unnamed survivor from Fallout. Uh, Let's see what he gets up to. What about Gears of War? Yeah, but it's very... The Rocky kind like also very... if if Gears of War gets made a Batista doesn't get cast in it that guy has been like slabbering yeah. for being in Gears of War he, he said that he's he's pitched Gears of War the film to studios like five times and every time they're just like no we don't want to do it and he's like I want to be the lead actor in it they're like ah, I no, want to do right. this like if I google biggest cuz what the Rock said it's going to be the biggest video game movie of all time. No, he said it's one of the biggest video games that they're well, turning into a movie. So Mario uh let me let's list of best selling video games Wikipedia. Here we go. <laughs> Number 1 you got Minecraft, okay? Uh <laughs> the Rock, GTA 5. <laughs> oh, GTA 5 you could make that. Maybe, maybe. Tetris, Wii Sports, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna filter some of these. Um, Can we just make the movie where The Rock is playing tennis on Wii Sports, but he's sitting down, like drinking a tequila, but just yeah. <laughs> the wrist thing as he just plays. Uh, you okay? Red Dead Redemption Two could do a, a, oh. a Rock West, but that, that's just a Western. Then surely there's nothing particularly gamey about that. I mean, I would assume what's going to happen is they'll just use the name of the game and then they will just make a movie. Make um, a movie around that. There's probably a script that. flying around Hollywood that's like, it's a Western. They'll be like, I would just change a few names. That's true. Borderlands could do a Borderlands movie. See, I don't think The Rock's going to go that way. I think he's going to go more generic. Oh, okay. Well, then it's Call of Duty, definitely. It's, uh, it's Call of Duty. Are you also said in his Facebook, please? I love. I'm a big fan of Madden. Um, so, oh, I mean, Rock, what have is you he going to just do a Madden movie? Like, because oh, like Diablo, like the Diablo series. If we could see the Rock as like a witch hunter, that'd be class. But what it's definitely not that one. What if we'd cast him as the witch? I mean, it's genius. I mean, That's never the, been done. It's the best witcher casting there could possibly be. <laughs> Every camera's is like, ah, for fuck's sake. For everything I do, lads. <laughs> now, there, you could, you could do Warhammer, right? It's not technically a video game, right? Mm. But there's a character called the Emperor of Mankind. And he's this eight foot tall, like, golden god. Who just walks around carrying a flaming sword, mowing through enemies? So, Stop. The, the Rock, rock could it. do that. The Rock is, is like, <laughs> who else do you cast? Momoa, probably. Yeah, it's Momoa, Rock. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There are your two options there. <laughs> so look, he's. Um, I think he's just going to hype it up. Though. Like, even if it's fucking Nintendogs. The, the Rock is going to hype it up as the biggest movie that's ever going to come out ever. It's Animal Crossing. That's what he's doing. He's Tom Nook, yeah. He's doing Farmville. <laughs> it's like, we're bringing back Farmville and I'm playing the cow. What? But what if it's like, oh, it's Forza. And it's just another him driving a car movie. Yeah, and it's like him driving a car, but it's through a jungle somehow. It's very strange. Is there any games in jungles? Crisis? Uh, oh, it could be Crisis. Far Cry? He would Far do a Cry? Far Cry movie every day. In a week. heartbeat. In a yeah. heartbeat, that man would do a Far Cry movie. <laughs> so, look, we will keep our eyes on this, but just know The Rock is doing a video game movie. He's going to make the first good one. Um, but yeah. Assassin's Creed is already... I mean, Detective Pikachu, that was pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah, yeah. And that's a good way of doing it, where like it's not, it's not like you're following the plot of the game in the movie. It's like it's a story set in the world of the game. Did you like World of Warcraft, the movie? I did not see it, I don't think. <laughs> I so don't no. think a lot of people did. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons looks good. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, that's a great cast. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is a small thing that really caught my eye because of it made me a bit, mm, bit wary. Oh. Um, and I feel like it was our duty to bring this up because we would do the same if it was any other property because the, the, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, has come out this week, Sean, and he said that they have multiple spin-offs ready to go in regards to the movie, Sean. Oh, so, I'm also wary. Interesting we both reacted the same way because we have a bit of a, a weird take on this show where you have a good idea, and studios, for many years, have thought, we've got a good idea, let's plan seven spin-offs from that good idea. Squid Game is doing the same thing right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, And it's just, it's one of the, it's one of the most frustrating things a studio can do, because it's like, just make one good one, and then make one good spin-off. And then, if you want, make a second good spin-off. But... Yeah. Don't plan Ideally, five. Get, don't plan five. Don't do too much out of the gate. And don't put all of these eggs into something that is untested. Because when the first one comes out, and if people really don't like an, an element of it, and then you have continued that element throughout the other four properties, then no one is going to watch any of those other four properties. Are you trying to describe when they changed the whole plot of Suicide Squad because Batman vs Superman was seen as too dark? 
and then they told yes. them to lighten it up and the movie was already filmed. Yeah, and yeah, and you're just trying to shoehorn in like mold it back into something that it was never meant to be. Whereas like things that people didn't like and the only example I can give because it's the only really successful one other than Fast and Furious is the MCU is that like a lot of people didn't like you know Thor is too boring and serious the whole time and then they made Ragnarok and it completely changed the character but if they had just laid out all the Thor movies from the start like as in like here's exactly what this is going to be not not just here's a vague picture of what we want this character to do um, you know and the, the the vibe that we're getting at the minute is the fact that they have gotten pd already announced Sean. that's yeah, locked in that's that locked in that's are, happening you're taking that home that is safe but you can go all in for our big question with four more spin-offs that are also in concurrently happening because the way it's kind of being viewed, and this is the way that I've read a bit about this, is that Matt Reeves sees that the DC Cinematic Universe is its own thing, and he's building, like, a Gotham-centric franchise that's right. just going to be based around Gotham. So you have Gotham PD, you've got the Batman, I'm assuming you'll probably have Nightwing, you'll have, like, a Red Hood, you'll have Batgirl coming out, you'll yeah. have... You'll have a Catwoman... You'll have a cat, like you'll have a whole bat family that all exist, um, yeah. and then you'll have a big team up movie at the end. Yeah, and it's not a bad way of doing things, but like I, I, I like they can't just be fine though. Is the thing like they can't all be five out of tens, and you have to watch six of them to know what's going on. That's why I stopped watching like Arrow and the Flash and all that stuff. Mm. So like, don't just make the CW verse the Arrowverse. Uh, but just about Gotham. Like, wouldn't it be cool to see, like, a Wayne Enterprises office-style comedy? Like, just as an example. Like, just something weird that fleshes (laughs) out the universe a bit. Something in the universe that doesn't make any sense, doesn't have any... But it's just there. It just happens, yeah. It's like their R&D department or whatever. Or, like, the Iceberg Lounge but it's like the Sopranos. Like <laughs> I, I, I honestly feel, and also the Penguin is rumoured to have his own spin-off as well. Yeah. Like he, he's with um, Colin Farrell. So like you could have a scenario where they have five different, and they'll all be on HBO Max, and they'll all be based around this one universe in Gotham. And I think it's used as a way to like fill out the universe as fast as possible without doing movies. That you just do five spin-offs at once and you build up all these characters and then the next time they appear in a movie you're like, oh wow, that's that person from that series. That's true. And like, and I think it is fairly concrete that they're trying to do three Batman movies as well. Uh, like that's going to be a trilogy. So maybe those shows fill the gap between like year two and year five or something like that. Where we still get an update on like, oh yeah, Batman's Batman stopped this or Batman did that or Bruce Wayne is in trouble or you know, like maybe the shows will keep that kind of drip feeding to us up until the next big event then, which would be the movie. Can we have a limited series following the Wayne's going to the cinema? And like every yeah, oh yeah. And it's every like every week. <laughs> and every you always week. keep thinking this is the week. And they always just go safely home. They go, it's fine. It's absolutely grand, lads. And then the the one week it does happen and they get shot. And then Bruce wakes up and it was a bad dream. And his parents come in <gasps> and comfort him. Yeah. yeah. And and you're and you're constantly just on edge. Because like, Thomas and Martha are always like, we're going to the cinema tonight to see Zorro. I just love yeah. that movie. And you're like, this is the one that this is going to be it. And then <laughs> next week they're like, we're going to go back to Zorro. I missed a bit in the middle. No, it's 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 not even Zorro every time. It's like there's a scene at the end of every episode before they go to the cinema and Bruce looks up to his dad and is just like, and what are we going to see tonight? And then the camera goes real close and it just keeps zooming in and the music dies down. And then he just goes, <laughs> catch her in the right. Uh, you know. <laughs> every week. Every week. And you're just waiting. And then he says, Thora, a space adventure. <laughs> and, and you're just like, yes, another week, yeah. another week. Oh, boys, that was close. 
Another week close saved. Um, oh, Thomas, you're wild, man. Marta, like, go to her jewellery box and she's, like, trying to pick out the right necklace and she, like, hovers <laughs> over the pearls. You're like, no, no, no. no she goes to don't the pick the pearls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so, look, Gotham PD is going to be the first of many spin-offs in regards to the Batman that we have found out about. Um, look, We'll see what happens, but at the minute, I think they're literally planning, like, a whole Gotham universe by itself. Matt Reeves is like, okay, you could do the DCU over there, I'm going to do my own Gotham universe over here, that I'm involved with everything. Yeah, um, and and you can't play with mine. Exactly. Um, and so, moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and that is Spider-Man. Um, oh. Now, speaking of spin-offs... Uh, a movie that has long been rumoured by Sony is that they want their own Spidey, Spider-Man-verse, Spider-Verse, as they say. The Sony um, Pictures universe of Marvel s- characters. That's exactly it, but they only have Spider-Man. So, Sean, what we had first reported a few years ago was that there could be a possible spin-off involving um, Madame Webb. And now oh. we have fairly... I mean, it's fairly set in stone that Madame Webb, the spin-off, could be start filming as early as this year. So they could already be looking to get ready in pre-production to start filming Madame Webb this year, which would mean that uh, Cassandra Webb, or Madame Webb, um, mm-hmm. would be the next spin-off in this Spider-Man universe. Now, Sean, what's... Madame Webb is probably a character not a lot of people know much about. I know that she is... She's got a bit of telepathy. I know mm-hmm. she's blind. Um, and I know she's a weird spider woman. So, other yeah, than you've that... nailed it. <laughs> why should we care? Uh, so, it's it's kind of multiversey kind of stuff. Basically, sometimes in comics... The spider powers are like a, a a birthright gift kind of deal that's passed from person to person uh, with various spider totems. So like the warrior and the bride and all this kind of thing. Of course, uh, of course. We all know about the totems. The totems indeed. And Madame Webb spins her webs and she can see destinies of the totems. Like whoever has them at the time kind of a deal. And she can, like, see the future and I think some has mind powers and stuff like that as well. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not, she's not the character I know the most about because that's the side of Spider-Man I like the least is when mm. it's not just, no, oh, this random kid got powers and he's really good and oh, that's no, why I, he's I think, good with them. I think once you start putting destiny into that kind of stuff, it's just like, this is a bit shite. Just like, let the kid be bitten by a spider and then he just tries to do the right thing. Yeah, because his uncle gets shot and his great power and, you know, the usual stuff. Mm. Uh, but then, like, the early 2000s hit and they needed to reinvent Spider-Man. Um, so that's why it was all kind of introduced. Interestingly, though, the character has also been used, as far as I know, to um, to unite Spider-People from mm-hmm. other worlds and bring them all together at once. So... I feel like they could be looking at Madame Webb as they're like, we bring Madame Webb in. She has That's her own flashpoint. That's their flashpoint. <laughs> then we have our own Spideyverse that we can bring everybody in. Yes, very, very possible. Um, and I suppose why wouldn't you? Because you're just printing money. Um, like, would you do an existing Spider-Man? Or would you say, like, oh, this is a brand new Spider-Man. Do you do Ben Reilly? Do you do Kane Parker? At the end of Into the Spider-Verse 2... Yes. Do they find their way into the real world? It could be a situation, because, look, I don't want to remind you, Sean, of all the bad news that we've heard from Sony. Well, I wouldn't say bad, but we know that they're doing a Sinister Six movie. Or they're yep. developing, looking to develop a Sinister Six movie. They're also looking to develop a Spider-Woman movie that is directed by Olivia Wilde. And so you've got a Spider-Woman movie, you've got a Sinister Six movie, you have already Morbius down the line, and now you have a Madame Web movie. In, I mean, if they're not bringing everyone together, what is the point of any of this stuff? That's the thing. But this is also a thing of like, the only thing we've seen from them in any of those universes is Venom. Uh, and and also the one thing that everyone wanted to come together already happened so 
I mean, yeah. really? Are you going to be more excited? Look, I mean, it's been, what, like two months <laughs> since, yeah, since, since Ortega happened. If you haven't seen it by now, guys, come on. But, um, what are you doing? If you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, I'd be fascinated. But, um, like, the big thing everyone wanted was certain characters to meet up and have a cool yeah. scene against the Sinister Six. or a Sinister Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield came back, okay? Yes. There, so, I said it. It's done. If, Iron Man's also dead. <laughs> so if in this world they've done a Sinister Six movie in development, okay, so you've got a you've got the bad guys, and you've got a Madame Web movie to bring Spider Woman in, Spider Gwen, Morbius, uh, Venom, and let's just say Tom Holland Spider Man. Like yeah. are you more or less excited? When the Sinister Six are on one side of the battle on top of the construction of the Statue of Liberty. And on the other side you have Tom Holland, Venom, Madame Webb, <laughs> Spider-Gwen and Spider-Woman. Like, it's like, yeah, but did you not see Andrew Garfield and Toby? Wasn't like, that cooler? Because we knew those characters yeah. and we knew their stories and where they came from. Like, it's the they- same plot, but like with lesser interesting... Not that they w- might not be inter- like good movies, but... Just in terms of nostalgia and like how it made you feel, I feel like they've already done the Trump, like they've already hit the ace and they're just going back. Maybe, but I would argue as well that it, even to just see more ca- spider characters is interesting. I think Spider Verse as a concept proves that. So, in a, in a live action form, it would be the first time. That we get weird new versions of Spider-Man, you know that it, that Aaron Peter Parker, yeah, like that Aaron were, Peter Parker. Are you hellbent on the clone saga? Are are you? Yeah, are you all in I that am. they should do it? Yeah, it's the best saga. It's, it's fantastic. Not, it's, <laughs> it's atrocious. It's so good. He's cloned, but he's not a clone. But maybe he thinks he's a clone. But he also burned a clone. But that clone came back. One yeah. of the clones is evil. The other one is evil and strong. Ooh. So, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Spider-Man had a, a long-running series in the 90s and early 2000s um, with the Clone Saga, which yeah. basically, they decided that Peter Parker had gotten too old. Uh, he was he was too perfect. He was four. No, he was married. He, was, he had a kid, I think. Married, and- <laughs> married to Mary Jane. She was like a supermodel. He was like a multi-millionaire. Like, everything was going right. Everyone was kind of like, the kids are digging Peter Parker, because, you know, he's middle-aged now, and everything's perfect for him, and he's just the perfect Spider-Man. What's going on? Let's fuck with him. And thus started a years-long story. Like, I'm talking, like, four years, is it? Three or four, I think, yeah. Three or four Like, a long... Because, like, these comic runs used to run for maybe a year, like, tops. Yeah. So, like, you had three whole years where they just came up with clones... Somebody cloned Peter Parker, then he was cloned again, then there was multiple clones, then half the clones died. And then you think all the clones are dead, but then there's the big reveal that the Peter Parker we all thought was still Peter Parker is actually one of the clones. Like, we've all seen that every horror movie where you're like, wait, that's the clone. I'm the clone. (laughs) I'm the clone now. Um, And that went on for years. It's one of the most, boys, tiring stories, I would say. Because every week they had to have a new reveal (laughs) for, like, a big, like, oh, no, I better tune in next month. Because now, like, having all of the story and seeing where things goes, it's readable. But, like, back in the day when it was coming out, it must have been the most frustrating comic (laughs) to actually read. Because you have to remember all the shit that happened, and then they could change that next month as well, you know? So, my question to you is, I'd feel like it might be ten times funnier and more amusing to try to watch Sony put the clone saga into a story that makes sense over some movies they don't have a spider-man though (laughs) let's go and do the clone saga so we need to have a a spider-man introduced who's successful yeah then we need to be not one to watch that spider-man and so they introduce clones in the very same movie so you have to have tom holland but also we have to make the people not like tom holland yes even worse if it's Andrew Garfield, because I think people are mad to like Andrew Garfield. You'd Unless have to bring back Toby. You do the rumoured Spider Man 4, 
and everything Ooh. is wrapped up at the end. And then Clone Saga. Clone Saga right then and there. Yeah. Doing Tom Maguire's Clone Saga like, the boy. Him and him and MJ are happily married, everything's going well, and then, you know, Clone Saga. We introduce some Kane Parker, we introduce some seri- weird Spider Men that do they all look like Tom Maguire? Yes. They'd have to. That's a mm, that's a flaw. <laughs> the flaw. That, that's an issue because yeah, because yeah, even if Tobey Maguire didn't want to be Spider Man anymore, he would still have to be because of the clone side. You'd have to bring up the set to act to as the up. other Spider Man. So you're kind of back to square one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we need him cloned, right? But then during the cloning process, something goes wrong. Oh. Change face. It changes to Tom Holland. <laughs> Confuses yeah. everyone. No, see, you've gone even further the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Who can we bring in to play Spider Man? Chalamet. Oh, <laughs> Chalamet. Chalamet's in. He's Tom <laughs> Maguire. He face offs him. He face offs Tom Maguire so that. Yeah. It's still Peter Parker, but he has Timothy Chalamet's face. <laughs> but Toby Maguire then has Peter Parker's face. Can I just finish Tim- this segment yeah. by asking, Madame Webb, good or bad? <laughs> uh, fine, I think. Uh, look, they'll probably fuck it up and retcon it all in a year anyway. It's grand. <laughs> We're just everyone is so sick of Sony doing weird Spider-Mans. Like, yeah, they'll probably fuck it up. Like they'll probably try and make Richard one. Parker a secret agent or some shit. Yeah. The question is: Is Kevin Feige involved in helping them structure the story? Not a hope. No. Well, then it's probably going to be Venom. Let there be carnage levels. Okay, so. We're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with Sean. The news is that Blade. I have Blade news. Oh. Um, that a certain character that we've already seen, but maybe in like a small section, could be making a much bigger appearance in the Blade upcoming film. Is it Dane Whitman? It is Dane Whitman. So the Marvel Studio VFX supervisor has teased. That Black Knight will be making an appearance in the Blade movie. And basically it's kind of erupted that maybe Black Knight could see Blade as a bit of a, I don't know, a mentor. A bit of a leader. Now this is Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Yes. And Mahershala Ali's Blade. Same movie, but Blade will be teaching him how to use the Blade. Makes sense, because Dane Whitman is just a regular man. Uh, has no superpowers and basically just fell into this magical object that his uncle passed on to him. It, what, what we mean by this is, by the way, is if you haven't seen The Eternals, is at the end of The Eternals, there's, well, the cut scenes or the after credit scenes is Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman opening a box mm. containing the ebony blade. And he pulls yeah. it out and it's like, oh, this is the sword for all my ancestors. Oh, man, I'm going to be so powerful. And then, just as you, just as you take the scene is over, you hear off screen, Blade's voice or the MCU's Blade, um, yeah. Wesley Snipes. You hear Wesley Snipes say, <laughs> "You, you sure you're ready for that, Mister Whitman?" Um, which kind of links the two of them almost immediately. Yeah, and it makes sense that Blade is keeping a tab on magical items that are just kicking around London. Hmm. So, so what I'm, do you think of Dane Whitman? I mean, we've seen a little bit of him in the Eternals, like hmm. basically nothing. You might be in like three scenes. It's Kate Harrington, very big name. Yeah. Can you see him being as like a mentor to Blade, like becoming part of the Avengers or their own little weird team? I think they'd be their own little weird team of like Midnight Sunsy kind of thing. Uh, but I, I know I totally buy him as like kind of. Blade, he's he'd be like kind of Blade's student, and Blade takes him through the world of like here, here's how this works. Here's the things we have to do. Uh, like I, I, I think that would be interesting to see, because Kit Harrington then becomes the audience surrogate in that story, because Blade will have been dealing with this his whole life, yes. and he's just like just lay it all out, like kind of the ancient one did. To Doctor Strange. Or, like, I mean, that's how the first Blade movie with Wesley Snipes works. You have, um, what's the lady's name? Um, I can't remember the character she plays. But I can't she either, comes but in, I know who you're like, talking she's about. She's the human, the human doctor. She comes in 
and like she's catching up with Blade and he's like explaining things like they've already been there for like 50 years and he's just like yeah. there's vampires then he's like oh there's police officers and they or there's there's humans that want to be turned that police officer wants to be turned he's like a slave to the vampires it's the whole vampire underground area I yeah I, I can see Dane Whitman or Kit Harrington like just following him around like what the what are you talking about yeah this isn't real none of this is real and Blade's gonna like explain the magic and the evil and the vampires. But then again, he does now know the Eternals exist because his girlfriend in the Eternals is literally a god. So will anything surprise him? I, th- I I I still think he'll even if it's not a surprise or he needs to believe it, he needs to know how to fight these things, and he doesn't mm. at the minute. So Blade will, like take him to a manner. Is the Ebony Blade like seen as like way more powerful against like? Vampires can, and stuff. I, yeah, I think the Ebony Blades thing is it can cut through anything. So, like, okay. if vampires had like skin that couldn't be penetrated by swords, it can be penetrated by the Ebony Blade. Uh, there's also an element that it makes the user more bloodthirsty. Uh, it gives them like a bloodlust. So, like, if you kill with the Ebony Blade, you're more tempted to kill with the Ebony Blade, which would track kind of with why a vampire hunter would be interested in it. Because yes. Blade's whole thing is that he doesn't... He has the vampire powers sometimes, but doesn't have the bloodlust. So if there's this thing that controls bloodlust, Blade is going to want to keep on top of that. Yeah, that, and it's, you know what's so weird? If this is a... Go on, oh, he's doing something. What if Blade did have a bloodlust in this? And he he was fighting it. He's always fighting it. And he's teaching Kit Harrington how to control the bloodlust that's generated by the Ebony Blade. Yes. And you know what's fascinating is if I gave you a thousand guesses, you never would have put these two characters together. No, I don't think so. Like, once we realise, okay, you've got Kit Harrington playing the Black Knight, and then you also have, like, you've got um, Mahashir Ali playing Blade. You put them together, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. You've got a sword yeah. that creates bloodlust and you've got a dude who deals with bloodlust every day because he wants to kill humans but he's like trying to fight vampires. And of course, like he's going to want to train this guy who can help him fight all the vampires. So, it's, yeah, it's I think that could be like a really cool thing that you bring Kit Harrington in as the sidekick. And he's just, yeah. like, as you said, he's learning as he goes. And at the end of the movie, it's the two of them fighting back to back. Blade two to blades. Blade to blade. By <laughs> God. Look at it. It writes itself. It's like poetry. <laughs> uh, did we Did we just make a million dollars? Did we just invent cinema? I think we I, did. I think we invented cinema. Um, Sean, I, look, this is a weird combo that I didn't know I wanted until now I seen it. I'm like, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, that'll. This, this could be pretty good. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. And then you got like Moon Knight kicking around the same area as well. Uh, so that could also. And then be you've very got fun. Morbius, and Morbius will be part of the team no, as well. No, we don't need Morbius. Morbius doesn't need to be a part of any team or any <laughs> film or any franchise. <laughs> I want the first scene if they're ever in a scene together is Moon Knight, Kit Harrington, and Blade coming back from a party. And, like, Morbius is just there going, oh, guy, gee, did you not... Oh, we were going to text you. We were <laughs> going to... Oh, we forgot. Oh, this is oh. actually embarrassing. Uh, and then they all murder him. Yeah, then they all just beat the shit out of Jared Leto. Just murder him. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> just end that man's life. <laughs> the character, not the actor. The character, not the man. The man, let's just don't hire him. The character... <laughs> <laughs> we kill him um, John I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays what a, what a week of Movie Mondays Connor. would you like me to take us out yes please thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays we'll be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero or Zero and then next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays big shout outs to everyone over on the Patreon that's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast Everyone who supports us over there gets access to movie reviews and we have reviews of some of the Marvel TV shows and stuff up there. And you also get a bit of a shout out on the episode. So big shout outs go to Waffles and the Morbius of Madness is watching the moon fall while Flash points at the Batman's death on the Nile. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Right Time Evanson, Sean Grow Your Mo for a Bro Jameson, 
Dominic, Josiah, Florida Gal Green. Anna wants you all to adopt, not shop, and remember to spay and neuter all your pets. She is totally a crazy cat lady and likes everyone to know this fact. Hilmroos. Little Dicky, the lads became the biggest entertainment, weaving their tales of yore, McGrew. I believe in that story we're now we're the last survivors in the end of the world, I think how oh. is how that fell out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been That'd a rough be time a, for us. A, an awful an awful scenario for the world, really. It, Just it really would. us as the last people left. I mean, excellent podcasting material, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's not much happening actually in terms of movie news anymore. Our weird news. I'll tell you the oh. weirdest news. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead and nothing matters. <laughs> we, we're not I even talking into microphones. And cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, thank you also then to Danny McLaughlin, Ray. I can't believe Wanda did this. Sammy DeLucia, Michelle. Seriously, cannot keep up with changing our name. Brown and can't wait to spend three hours in Gotham. Batman for the win. Luke Hoth. Thank you all for the continued support. If you would like to join those fine people, do head over to the Patreon. Failing that, other ways you can support the show, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. It's uh, Detective Divinman's Discussion Group. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.